the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fifty years ago today, Pittsburgh changed forever. Yep, exactly fifty years ago today, uh, Monday, January twenty eighth, nineteen sixty nine. Chuck Knoll showed up for his first day of work. Three River Stadium wasn't ready yet. Um, I'm guessing he showed up at the old Roosevelt Hotel, hotel where the uh, Steelers offices used to be and if you don't follow sports or or don't follow football or if you hate sports or hate football um it doesn't matter if you've lived in pittsburgh for all or most of your life chuck knoll changed your life him showing up here changed your life if you're a pittsburgher um before he got here the steelers were a national laughing stock a, a local joke people talked about how cheap art rooney was that may sound familiar to pirates fans um, and think about what Sundays have been like around here um, for the last 45 years or so. If you're old enough to remember, you know all about the transfer- how much of a transformation it's been. Uh, if you're not, uh, you can only go on what people tell you. But you can't really know uh, unless you lived it. And when I was a kid, we were always told to be proud of Pittsburgh because it was the steel capital of the world. And that's what Pittsburgh was known for around the world. Now, you can go to South Dakota and ask somebody, say, Pittsburgh. What do you think of when somebody says Pittsburgh? And uh, you know what they're going to say? Steelers. That's what they're going to say. Not uh, sure if that's a, a good thing, actually, but that's that's pretty much what happens. So when Chuck Knoll showed up here 50 years ago today, Pittsburgh was football Siberia. It was the worst place to play football in, if you were a college or a pro football player. There was no worse place to be uh, than Pittsburgh. The Steelers had just fired their coach and had seven losing seasons in the last 10 years, including the three previous years to Chuck Knoll being hired. Pitt was worse. Pitt went 1-9 and nine for the three straight years, 66, 67, and 68. Um, and they both played at Pitt Stadium. Their combined record the previous year was 14-49-2, the two teams playing at Pitt Stadium. And Pitt didn't just lose. It was scores like 56-7 to and 50 to nothing. They lost the game to Penn State 65-9, to uh, scores like that. And it all changed 50 years ago today. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk to a guy who found out about his new boss exactly 50 years ago, uh, and he we will ask him about his first impressions of this 37-year-old guy named Chuck Knoll. That would be Rocky Blyer. He's going to join us when we come back. Stick around. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in health care today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley and Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every health care provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. 
With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsruspittsburgh.com. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part. If rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For nine years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield. Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, racial approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Exactly 50 years ago today, Chuck Knoll was just finishing up his first day as the Steelers' uh, new coach. Actually, he might have been working late because he knew he had a lot of work to do. But uh, what he accomplished changed life as we know it in Pittsburgh forever. Uh, Nobody knew it back then. It was going to turn into what it turned into. Uh, At least uh, it it changed Pittsburgh forever for as long as uh, Pittsburgh has a pro football team. Just think about what the Steelers have meant and still mean to the culture of this area. Whether you even like football or the Steelers or sports, uh, it wasn't always like this. Rocky Blyer knows he was a Steeler before Chuck Knoll was, and he joins us now. Rocky, how you doing? Hey, John. Hi. Nice to hear your voice. Hey, good to hear hey, yours. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, describe for me what it was like to be a Steeler before Chuck Knoll was the coach. You you played for Bill Austin in 1968, and then you were drafted, we should tell people, in, 19, in December of 68, a month before right. Knoll showed up. But you had a few That's months right. before shipping out there to Vietnam. What was the reaction from your teammates when you heard? I guess it was 50 years ago yesterday that the, the announcement was made, and today would have been his first day on the job. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Not his first day. Yeah. But I will tell you what it was like beforehand. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, so that year was Bill Austin. He was a former offensive line coach for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this was uh, the end of a three-year contract that he had. We only won two games all season that year, you know, and Bill really lost control of the team, not a whole lot of respect from some of the veteran players. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're a rookie, you're just happy to be anywhere. Right, you know? and that was you. But you were a rookie, also, yeah. That's right, and I was a rookie. But also, it was the perception of Pittsburgh outside of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. meaning that I had a lot of condolences. <laughs> what did I do wrong with my life? Why did it go this way? Yeah. You know, how come you to end up in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? Yeah. 
and you ended up in Pittsburgh, kind of an attitude, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, so we came to so we came to Pittsburgh, and it's your first pro camp, and you know, and where you didn't know what to expect or had anything to compare it to. Um, but, but you could see that things were falling apart, you know, within that structure as they had fallen apart every year beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, except for what sixty three, I think. Was yeah. The, was where they had a pretty good because they tied a couple games and yeah. so on, uh, and uh, but it was just it was just that it was a uh, you know they had gone through coaches that um, were dysfunctional at best you know I think primarily because Mr Rooney was not necessarily a football guy mm-hmm. I mean he was a baseball guy he was a promoter a boxing uh, guy he was too, a boxer yeah. Yeah. a boxing guy he was a racetrack guy um, and not necessarily until he took. He took a lot of advice from those who were already in the industry, saying, who should I hire? Hired friends, Mm -hmm. people that he had known or introduced to, uh, recommendations from other head coaches. You take my assistant, like Bill Austin, Lombardi, you know, (laughs) said, we should have Bill Austin. He would be a great head coach. We blah, blah, blah. Because he was trying to find Bill a job after after Lombardi left to, uh, to go to Washington. Uh, from the Green Bay Packers. But anyway, so, but that's kind of the, you know, history. And if you look at it, you know, for the first 40 years of the existence of the team, I think it is, I think, the worst football record in national football. Oh, Rocky, I, I grew up here, and I can remember if you, you'd be watching, uh, I don't know, uh, Jack Parr, or, you know, some some national TV show, and if they wanted to make a joke about... Uh, they couldn't even beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, that was the name. That, you, that was the name you filled into the blank. It was a national right. laughing stock. That's right. You know, and you know, and and, and so and, you know, it, it was just. I, I guess it, it was the time, and you know, the area, and then Steelers. I mean, it become fun. At least we had the Pirates to some degree, right. you know, in the in the sixties that people could be proud of, and so on. Um, and you know, University of Pittsburgh was oh, they were worse. They, I don't know if they were. You know, they weren't necessarily up all the time, but uh, but I can read. You know, so so here we go. So here it's 1968. We're we're playing. We're we're over at we're at Pitt Stadium. We're at Pitt Stadium of Cardiac right. Hill. You right. know, and that right. was a home uh, field for both the, the Steelers and and uh, and the Panthers. And you know, and God, if we got twenty three thousand people of the game, that was a pretty good game. Um, and so, was that kind of a crowd that you played against or played in front of, and not necessarily a you know a, like we've experienced over the last forty years, right? Yeah. So when you so, so you, anyway so. Go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, I so anyway, I'm in basic training at, at this time. So all I'm doing is trying to exist day to day to get through this. And uh not you know, you're out of the loop, you're not right. following anything, you have no contact with anybody else. except for the fact that the Steelers hired a new guy, you mm-hmm. know, Chuck Bone. Okay, I have no idea, it's not my <laughs> life, I'm not there, right. you know, I don't care where he came from or whatever it is. And so the first time I got a chance to meet Chuck was after I came back from Vietnam, mm-hmm. and um, I was on leave, and I stopped in, and I stopped in the Pittsburgh um, for the weekend, uh, and they invited me. It was an alumni weekend, as a matter of fact. Yep. Um, and so I was now quote an official alumni. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and so it was, um, so we said, well, why don't you come on down, you know, and uh, be on the sidelines, you know, we're going to do some of the alumni that showed up, blah, 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 blah. And so that was really the first time I got to meet, to meet Chuck. And so I'd I'd stopped in, I'd stopped in to the offices just to say hi. Um, Now, Rocky, let me stop you there. What, what year would this have been? Would this have been 71? This would have been, no, this would have been 70. Okay. This would have been, I'm sorry, this would have been 69. So they were still at, uh, they weren't at four, uh, Three River Stadium yet? No, no, not yet. Okay. So this would have been, this would have been uh, um, 69, the fall of 69. Mm-hmm. It was a game against Washington. And uh, so they hadn't been over, over at the new stadium. But um, I, 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 I stopped in to, uh, to 
see, just to say hi. And Ed Kiley said, well, you should meet our new coach. Um, and I go, oh, okay, <laughs> fine. And so, you know, it, 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 but it was interesting. He said, I wanted to, uh, they were talking about the draft uh-huh. coming up. This was, uh, and uh, he said, uh, um, I want to, what do you think about uh, this linebacker we're thinking about, Brian Stinger? Uh, Brian Stinger played at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I said, well, you know, I get in, in my, I, you know, I'm going, well, uh, why don't you ask Coach Barcegia? <laughs> and 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 and, and, and uh, so Chuck's insight was this: was that you know sometimes coaches get down on players, mm-hmm. you know, and they they don't give you the you know the, so. But you were the captain, you know. Uh, he played, you know. What kind of a guy was he? You know, so I I said he was always he was good heart nose hitter. You know, he did this. He knew his assignments. Um, you know, kind of a thing. And they ended up drafting him, and he ended up starting. Yeah. Andy Russell got hurt. Anyway, so that was my, you know, that was my first, my first impression, you know, of Chuck was, you know, he's asking the right questions, you know, or he's trying to find the right answers to the questions that he had. Um, and then, and then, then the fame story, and this is the story that Andy Russell told, um, is that first day of training camp when he came in in 1969, when he told the team up at, Latrobe. He said, you know, over the last five months I've been your new head coach. I've watched every film of every practice of every game that you've played in yeah. over the last three years. And I can tell you why you've been losing. Because you're just not any good. <laughs> you have no speed. You have no technique. You know, you have no discipline. Right. And, uh, and, and some of you just don't have the talent to be able to perform on that level. And if not going to be able to perform on that level, I'm going to have to go out and find some people who will. Mm-hmm. But, but I thought that was typical. You know, yeah. Chuck, no, right to the point, you know, and here's the reasons why. Because you're just not any good. You have no yeah. talent. <laughs> yeah, and so that's the way he was. Um, that's the way he'd always, that's the way he was. I, I think Terry Henready described him best when you kind of wrap he was a, He was a laid-back kind of guy. So, uh, but made you feel on, but made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I, I you know, as a as a media guy, Rocky, um, I felt he made me feel uncomfortable, but um, he, but not in a way that you that you disliked him. Do you know what no, I mean? It wasn't no, like he was. Right, he, he no. didn't he didn't have time for you, or he looked down on no. you. It was just he was an intimidating guy. That's <laughs> right. It just you know it, it it was it was like I you know I can remember my first. I, my first experience understanding what the media had to go through mm-hmm. after I retired, right? Um, and I was working for Channel Eleven, right? And I got a chance to interview. Welcome Trump. to the club. Well, I didn't yeah. want. That's right. So I didn't. You know, I had some questions. I didn't want to get in the mass of everybody. Right. So I kind of waited, and after uh, uh, after after the press conference, then I caught him by his office. And he goes, hey, Rock, how are you doing? But I said, Coach, I just said he asked a couple of questions. Now, Chuck's whole venue was that he had all the answers pre- prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, so he would talk about the offense. Right. He would talk about the defense. And he would talk about the opponent. And he and he'd talk about special teams. And he, and, 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 he, and, and he gave it all at once. Okay. So that should satisfy any questions you might have. But if you had a particular story or an edge that you're trying to you know, cover or get from him. One, he was not going to ever throw a player underneath the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't going to talk about an individual player. But all of a sudden, you say, well, coach, what do you think about this play? So he'd give you an answer shorter than the first. Then you ask another question. That answer would be shorter than the second question. <laughs> until I got to a point that I was calling, yep, and nope. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's a sign that the interview is over. That's it. <laughs> and you go, thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, um, you, now you were dealing, uh, you, you were in Vietnam, so you were dealing with things a little bit more uh, difficult and more important than uh, what was going on back in Pittsburgh. But at, at any time after you left, and, and in those two years that you were not on the team, 
What kind of reports, when you had a chance, were you getting back from guys that you knew that were still... There weren't very many left. Andy Russell, uh, Ray Mansfield, I don't know how many guys were left by the time you... you yeah, know. you know, so yeah, nothing, you know, it, it really nothing. I didn't get any reports, guy. I really wasn't in touch with any of those people specifically, you know. Not until I came back um, in 1970, mm-hmm. when, I got, uh, when I got out of the service and was able to make it back to training camp. Uh, that I, you know, that I touched. So, you know, the, uh, but you did read in the paper, you know, 1915, first game, you know, he wins the first game in, yeah. was against Chicago or Detroit? Chicago. So it was Detroit right? they, they won, and I Detroit. was I was there, yeah. and Warren yeah. Bankston threw, a, he, ran, he scored a touchdown and threw the ball in the end zone, in the, in the seats. <laughs> in I was the there, seat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we thought it was going to be a great so, season, Rocky. That was the only win. Well, that's right. That was the only win, you know. Uh, and so uh, that's all I, you know, that's all I thought about where, you know, they, they lose, lose, lose. It's a 1-13 season, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know. So, you know, again, for me specifically, it was only, you know, I'm thinking about Rocky Blyer coming right. back, you know, again, making this team, where's my future, all that other stuff that goes with it. Um, and, uh, but it's just, it, it was that that meeting, you know, and uh, when I came back, that rookie or that year in seventy uh, training camp, you know, things had changed, attitudes had changed, coaching staff had changed. Obviously, um, it was a little more intense, uh, focused, um, and uh, you know, and so again, you know, you're just thinking, okay, fine, I want to make this team. But I think a characteristic of you know, of Chuck um, was that he uh, allowed me to stay on that team throughout all of training camp. Yeah, let's remind people, in case you don't know, that you, you had a you had a war injury, and not many people thought you were going to be able to come back. Well, that's right, and so in and in that case, I was limping through training. I was limping through training camp. I was, you know, trying to do my best, but. You know, they, they, uh, he, he, he was, he kept me. I mean, he was there just through, and, the, and it was the last, uh, and it was the last uh, cut. You know, when it came down to the last cut, you know, the the day you dread. Um, yeah. And I thought, well, maybe I slipped by. Nobody, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking around. Nobody said anything until the, uh, until the Turk comes yep. and ladies and gentlemen the turk is the one who cut, cut your head off <laughs> meaning he comes in and he says uh, coach would like to see you yeah and here's the kiss of death bring your playbook mm-hmm. yep <laughs> you're, you're done oh okay you're done you know so you go in and check that up and he said listen just i want you to go home do what's necessary to get yourself back in shape and come back next year you you know yeah we'll welcome you with uh uh, a warm welcome coming back, and uh, you know, but just do it. And I and I argued with him. I don't know where I got the, the <laughs> moxie to be able to do that. And I said, "You sure? Of course, I I, I yeah. do." But I was trying to hang on, hang on, hang on, you know. And I and, and so I said, do you, "Is it okay if I practice with the team today? Can I practice with them?" You know, and I know all of a sudden he saw this, you know poor guy begging for his life and mm-hmm. so he let me practice and I'm going to practice. I'm going, why am I going to practice anyway? But but um uh but he was you know, he was always very supportive, you know, and of of uh getting the job done. You know, and his whole philosophy, I mean his whole philosophy was that he was not a rah rah coach. He was not a, a people's coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he he was a coach to get the most out of his out of his team, he said, "It's not my responsibility." I said, "It's not my responsibility um, uh, to hold your hand. It's not my responsibility to motivate you. No, that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to define and take motivated people and make them better ball players. Mm-hmm. So, if you can't motivate yourself, you can't be here on time. You know, if you can't follow the rules, um, then I will find somebody who will." Yep. Hey, 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 Rocky, I, I'm up against the hard break. I got less than a minute. Okay. Just when did you? When did you give me in thirty seconds? When you knew something was different was going on? Oh, I've, that that first day, honestly, that first day of training camp, uh, that I remember walking in the training camp, uh, and then the veterans came back because we were on strike. But anyway, that day, just his demeanor and his pose and how he framed. You know uh, what the season was going to be. Uh, 
compared to last year, and it was positive. Um, and he just had a, a he just had a command. I, I you know I can't say anything else, but you kind of just all of a sudden go, oh, okay. you knew somebody you want to follow. Hey, yes. Rocky, I really appreciate it. Good talking to you again, man. Always good to see Same you, too. Done. Hang <laughs> in there. You. Thanks okay. a lot. Love That's Rocky Blyer. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The U.S. is ratcheting up pressure on embattled Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro to step down by imposing economic sanctions on Venezuela's oil company. National Security Advisor John Bolton also wants Venezuela's military and other nations to recognize Juan Guaido as the country's new president. I call on all responsible nations to recognize interim president Guaido immediately. Maduro has made clear he will not recognize Guaido or call for new elections. Now is the time to stand for democracy and prosperity in Venezuela. The embattled Maduro still holds the reins in Venezuela, but the U.S. and its allies are using economic and diplomatic pressure to push him out. Maduro is accusing the U.S. of openly leading a coup against him. On Wall Street, the Dow on by 209 points. The Nasdaq dropped 79. The S&P lower by 20. This is SRN News. It either is or it isn't. When it comes down to it, that's all that really matters when choosing a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. It's either certified by Mercedes-Benz factory trained technicians, or it isn't. It's either backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years, or it isn't. It's absolute confidence in 30,000 precision parts, or it isn't. The Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned sales event, now through February 28th, only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. Come in today and we'll help cover your first month's payment. Offer available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. There are those who settle for nothing less. For them, the choice is simple. It's either up to Mercedes-Benz standards, or it isn't. It's flawlessly maintained, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first month's payment and certified pre-owned warranties. Hugh Hewitt can predict the outcome of the Russia investigation. You know what? I'm beginning to think it's going to happen. They're digging dry holes. They're going to find out that Manafort was a bad guy. They did bad things. They got nothing on collusion. The president is not a mole, and it's going to deeply embarrass the left. They'll never stop believing it, but it's going to deeply embarrass the left. That's what I'm beginning to think is going to happen. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250. The Answer. Scores for the 2018 PSSA test are out, but the results hardly are encouraging. In fact, they are shocking. Pennsylvania must get over its excuse-making for poor academic performance. That's especially so considering the vast sums of money spent on remedial education and other special programs aimed at improving education quality. Learn more about just how troubling the latest PSSA scores are at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. Tax season is here again, with more tax law changes than we've seen in 30 years. But no matter how difficult your return is, William Egan CPA can make it easy. William Egan is the local CPA for everyday people. Bill and his staff can demystify your tax filing process for less money than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. He's been doing it for over 20 years, he can do it for you. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people. Like you at SteelCityCPA.com. At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It helps boost student engagement and achievement across all academic subjects and helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music has always been a huge part of my life. When I started taking clarinet lessons in sixth grade band, a whole world was open to me. I learned how to read music and play multiple instruments. From there, I sang in choir and learned about melodies and harmonies and chords and how to string them together to make this beautiful thing called music. The music education that I received as a student set me up for success as an adult, not just in my career, but in my life. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it's never silenced. Learn how you can help support music education at itstartswithme.org. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
On the Parkway East, there's a disabled vehicle. It's off to the shoulder outbound at Edgewood Swissvale. And we're also seeing delays on the outbound Parkway East 2nd Avenue up to that point. Now, inbound, your heavy Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, some volume inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. The slow outbound 28 Veterans Bridge to Grant Avenue and Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. In Pleasant Hills, a crash Lebanon Church Road at Clover Drive. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Rain for a while before midnight will turn to snow later on and cause slippery travel late. It will be 27. Snow tapers to flurries early tomorrow. Accumulation an inch or two for most places. Untreated roads slippery. Colder the rest of the day with temperatures falling into the upper teens. Frigid tomorrow night, cloudy with a low 6. A couple snow squalls around toward daybreak and early Wednesday. Otherwise, extreme cold air moves in Wednesday. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Kevin Stevens was as much a part of the Penguins' first two Stanley Cup wins as anybody, except maybe Mario Lemieux, and he was one of the best players in the NHL, and he thought he was on his way to a few more Cups and maybe the Hall of Fame. He was involved in one of the most gruesome injuries anybody around here has seen uh, and back in 1993 when he was on his way to hitting rock bottom. He became an addict, and now he's doing what he's uh, what he's working every day to help people. To uh, going, he wants to prevent them from going through what he went through. And Kevin Stevens joins us now. Kevin, how you doing, man? Johnny, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good. Uh, glad, to, good to hear your voice again. And, oh, thanks for having me on. And you have a radio show right here on this uh, very radio station. Yeah, we have a radio show there. It just actually just started there. We've done a radio show out here in Boston for about a year. We're kind of going on a second year. We're lucky enough to have your uh, station pick it up out there. I think we're on Saturday in the morning. Like yeah, 10, 10 to 11. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's all good. You know, Johnny is trying to, trying to make a difference, but this thing is uh, getting crazy out there. Like, I'm going to kind of, you know, if you don't know much about it, I come in, I'm in the front lines and I'm in here every day what's going on. And, uh, you know, this opioid thing is it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. It's hurt, killing people. Killing families it affects everybody, you know. Yeah. So, uh, what what is what exactly are you, are you involved with? Uh, you're involved with a uh, an organization called the Power Forward Foundation. I know. Yeah. 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 We have a, a foundation, Power Forward Foundation. It's basically, we formed it to come and help people get into treatment and help people further their treatment as they uh, as they're trying to get get better. You know, it's one of these things where. Um, you know, it's all about kind of, you know, my story is kind of a little different than a lot of stories, and I kind of got a Bruce on, you know, that's the biggest thing. I People listen to me, they play hockey or whatever, but I'm just like another person that gets stuck in addiction, you know. It's a, it's a serious, serious thing, and like, whatever, whatever we can do to help, I think that's the biggest thing I'm trying to do, whatever I can do to help people. You know, I know I can't help everybody, I can't, but... You know, I have a voice, and I think we can get out there and help people. I'll see the radio show, and turn, I speak to a lot of schools, and I do a lot of things. Um, you know, we teamed up with Family Links out there in Pittsburgh, and I come in there, and they set up a lot of things for me to speak to different people. And, you know, I'm just trying to share my story, to be honest, on what happened. You know, it's, uh, I made a decision, basically a 10-second decision that kind of changed the path of my life for a long time, you know. Uh, Josh Yoey did a really good story on you on the at the athletic uh, at theathletic dot com. Everybody should check it out. But the headline said that uh, ba- the story basically said that you uh, decided that uh, the purpose in your life now is to uh, deal with this and help people yeah, not have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important for me uh, because it is such a serious thing. I, you know, I love working with the Penguins. I love hockey. That's like my life. I love it, but. You know, this, this addiction thing and this, this thing that I know how serious it is. I know how hard it is for people and families to get stuck in this addiction thing. And I think I, you know, I have a voice where I can get out there and talk to people and kind of, kind of educate them, tell you more than anything. Because once you get stuck on this stuff, it's really hard to get off it. You know, I, my, my, my purpose really is to get out there and talk to kids and talk to people, talk to teens, talk to anybody that wants to kind of listen about you know, you don't need this pain medication. You don't need, you know, if you have surgery, you can't take it for a day. You know, there's so many people that don't know about addiction, don't know about pain medication, don't know that the doctor gives you 30 and you don't have to take all 30. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, doctors, 
doctors at the blind too. There's a lot of people in this process that they need to do better with doing better, but it needs to keep getting better. So your personal story here, Kevin, and we're talking to Kevin Stevens uh, uh, here on AM twelve fifty. The answer. You say you hit rock bottom, or at least I said that in the intro here. Does that describe where you were? Yeah, I think so, Johnny. I, you know, it's hard to it's hard to tell when anything anybody's going to kind of get sobriety. You know, it's kind of get that you know, and, and finally say enough's enough. I think there's almost pain, and I was I went through a ton of pain before I got sober here. You know, like getting arrested there, and kind of that's when I got sober, and that looks like the sense of rock bottom time, but. I've had a lot of other bad things happen that should have been my rock bottom. So there's really no, there's no, you know, never know when you're going to get this thing. And it's about, you know, like you, we've got to believe and hope. You've got, you got to have hope that the person that's struggling with addiction. I, I went to four or five rehabs. I, I, you know, I had a lot of bad things happen to me. Then I got sober, you know, which, which I think that that gives other people an idea that they can do this thing. You know, it's just a matter of committing a little bit. And it's a lot of hard work. It's not, you know, you, you can't, if you're an addict and you're stuck in addiction, you know, you just can't say, I'm going to try to do this. You're going to jump in with two feet and get this thing done. Well, for people who have, and you hear this question all the time, for anybody who's never really uh, tried hard drugs or had a problem with uh, being addicted to a drug, uh, the question always is, well, why do you do it the first time? Wh- what do you remember yeah. about the first time you did it? Yeah, that's a good question, John, because you know what? I was 28 years old. Never did a drug in my life. I was the first team. I won two Stanley Cups in a row. I was the first team all-star for two years in a row. Going for our third cup, and I was in New York City, and someone handed me this thing in a bar. You know, we've been drinking. The same thing. I was like, guys, nothing, nothing changed. I was with, and someone handed me this thing, and I made a 20-second decision. Should I do this? I didn't even really know what cocaine was. That's the first drug I took. I had no idea what I ran. And the first said, just try it, whatever it is. So not thinking and not in a good spot there at that time, I did it. And, you know, so that when I made that 20-second decision, it changed the path of my life for the next 25 years. I'm not saying right away. Yeah. But when I did it, and that's what I tell people, I thought I was going to jump on the bus the next day and life goes on, right? But it, it, it gradually grabbed me and grabbed me and grabbed me. And I had this thing. Like, no one knew that you have this disease that I have. I didn't know I had it, and it basically took me down a path that, you know, it's very powerful. Yeah, and they, the 93 playoff uh, loss to the Islanders, probably the, the biggest disappointment in the franchise's history. You, you mentioned they're going for three cups, um, and you got knocked out by the Islanders, and you, yeah. were, you were injured in that series. But uh, yeah. a lot of people think that that was when the, your career started to go south was because of that injury, but you say it was that wasn't yeah. it. Yeah. Tried the cocaine a little bit before, but that kind of opened the cocaine kind of opened up the door, the door for the uh, for the opiate when I got hurt. You know, when I got hurt, I had to get on pain medication. Uh, kind of that was that was kind of grabbed me too. I already opened up a can of worms with the cocaine. You know, I already tried it and it kind of activated that little that disease that I have. And then with getting hurt, it kind of progressed, and it kind of like you know that that already you know feeling something. I don't know what it was. I, it kind of took me down a path. You know, the opioids kind of took all my life, too. And so now you, uh, you're you working uh, as a scout for the Penguins, um, and, yep. and but you're able to you're able to combine that with doing this uh, the other stuff with the Power Forward Foundation, and uh, you do a lot of speaking and meeting with yep. people. So how are you able to put the two together? Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, I, I, I kind of what I do for the Penguins, I do Penguins free agent scout, which is mostly Friday, Saturdays, and sometimes during the week a little bit. But, and then, you know, the power forward stuff and the speaking stuff, I kind of, with schools, and with play, I try to schedule, you know, during the week. And, and I stay pretty busy, Johnny, but it's, you know what, it's good. It's all good for me. It's good that I can get out there and I feel good about sobriety. You know, and, I, and, I, and people can look up and, and like, you know, people look up to me because I'm playing hockey. You know, and I'm no... I, I'm no, you know me. I'm no better than anybody else here. I, I'm, that's how I am, you know. I, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an addict. I'm just like the person that's sitting on the street corner. You know, I could be there if I make a bad decision tonight. That could be me. And that's what addiction is. You know, people don't realize it's just, it's a very, very, it's a life and death situation. You know, and that's, that's how I take it. That's how I go about my business, and I try to 
try to make a difference. You know, like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna save everybody, but if I can help in this thing and be part of something, and you know, I'll do my best to help. And you've been sober two and a half years. Yeah, it's been two and a half years around Johnny, so it's been all good and life's good. Like you know, you get to see my kids play hockey and you know, one's at Yale playing, and my other guy's going to Yale to play hockey. And my daughter's in school, and a little guy too, Johnny. It's just a little circle, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh-huh. you have a son playing at Yale, and uh, I knew you as a player, uh, as a young guy, and you never struck me as a Yale guy. But uh, no, <laughs> but your son is at Yale of all places. Yeah, he's at Yale playing. He's playing well, and my other son's going there, and that's. That's basically Suzanne's brand. You know, yeah. my brand is going to She's got all the brands, and they're doing great. And my daughter's at Union now. She's a junior there. So I, I'm very lucky, very fortunate. Um, blessed to and on the house. That's great, kids. Um, is, uh, and you, your son, at least one son, has uh, been drafted. And he's gonna, you think yeah. he's got a shot at playing? Obviously, if you get drafted, you got a shot. So is he is he a yeah. NHL yeah. material, you think? Yeah, he's got a shot. He's, he's got a shot. You know, it's very difficult, you know, but he's going to get a chance, which is the only opportunity. I think my younger guy is to sit in the same boat, a very good player. You know, he's going to get a shot, too. You know, they're both uh, – it's great because, you know, that's what it's all about. They, they, they live to play hockey. They work out 12 – you know, hockey's a 12-month year thing. and They train back here in the summertime in Boston. And it's just uh, – it's nice to follow them. You know, I follow them my whole life, but now – you know, I go to all their games. You know, the good thing about school college free agent stuff, and I get to see Luke play a lot because all, all the teams he plays are all the guys we need to watch. You know, do they? Um, do they? Do you think they appreciate how how good you were when you were a player? I'm sure you've told them, but I mean, do they? Do they get it? Yeah, yeah, I think they get it. You know, obviously, I wish they were born like an Italian when they were really young, but they they see the things and they see the teams we had, and you know, they're they're like nuts. So it's kind of like, you know, you know, the red ages and they're all about hockey and they love it. And they love the Penguins. You know, that's their favorite team still just because I play in there. So, you know, it's it's good stuff. Well, hey, Kevin, I'm out of time. I'm I'm glad that things are working out for you. You're doing good work. Uh, you were a, uh, a great guy to deal with when you were here. Uh, if you talk to anybody who dealt with you when you were a player here, uh, you'll find out that you were everybody's one of it. You were one of the favorite guys of all the people I knew in the media to deal with because you were down to earth and uh, everybody's pulling for you. And glad you're you're uh, it's working out for you right now, man. Well, John, I really appreciate it, but thanks for having me on and. Uh... Good luck with everything. I'll see you soon. All right, man. Kevin Stevens, thanks. thanks. And uh, we thanks. will uh, we'll be right back. But before I go, uh, the uh, the show's on right here at ten o'clock on uh, AM twelve fifty. The answer Saturday mornings. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year? This is John Steigerwald from Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley has been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit marleyfg.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to 
$20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I... I just had to discontinue use, but that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. G'day, I'm Scott from Plugin Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my plug-in pest-free customers who have taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-in pest-free is the only scientifically tested and, more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? Plug-in pest-free is 100% chemical-free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. GoPestFree.com today. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, uh, we had kind of a sports show today. Uh, I thought it was um, a good time to kind of put Chuck Knoll in perspective and what he meant to uh, the city of Pittsburgh and uh, and not just Pittsburgh, obviously, but Western Pennsylvania and how he, how everything changed. And I don't think it's I don't think you can underestimate the effect that the Steelers' success has had on this area. And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that it's all 100 percent good. I think maybe it might even be a little bit to the point where it's gone over the edge and it's overemphasized, and it might be even a little bit of a shame that Pittsburgh has become so well known for the Steelers instead of something as important as uh, well medical research and other things that are going on in Pittsburgh but you know back uh, back when Chuck Knoll came here a million years ago we were the steel capital of the world and all that stuff and it you really you should you should hope that your city and your region is known for something more important than a football team but that's that's where we are now and it's Chuck Knoll and the success of the Steelers that has changed everything and changed the way people live in Pittsburgh on weekends. I mean, I don't have to describe to you what happens in so many households around here on Sunday afternoons uh, in the fall and Monday nights, for that matter. So I, I, a quick little story here about the first time that I met Chuck Knoll, uh, 1977, 42 stinking years ago. I was uh, a reporter at KQV Radio doing sports. And back in those days, Chuck Knoll used to do his Monday press conference in the press lounge at the uh, at, at Three River Stadium and it was a kind of an informal thing and there were people sitting there eating eating the uh, lunch and the media would just kind of sit around a table and talk to Chuck and take their notes and it was very informal now as you know for the last I don't know how many years it's ridiculous they it's it's televised live and it stinks but that's a different story they the Steeler press conference but back then uh, it was very informal, and the electronic media got one-on-one interviews with Chuck after he did his little thing with the writers, because back then the writers mattered and the electronic media didn't, even though we had an audience ten times bigger than they had. But anyway, uh, I was waiting for my one-on-one interview with my little tape recorder uh, standing outside in one of the booths uh, overlooking the field, 
and waiting for Chuck Knoll to come to me. I was probably last because I was a nobody. I'd only been working in town for a couple of months, maybe even a month. And so Chuck Knoll walks up to me, sees me there with a, um, a tape recorder, and he figures, well, here's another one I got to do. And he looks at me, and I stick out, stick, uh, stick out my hand, and I say, I Chuck, John Steigerwald, KQV Radio. He gave me the funniest, strangest look. He looked at me and kind of stepped back a little bit. And I thought, oh, boy, I've been in town a month, and I've already made Chuck Knoll mad, and he hates me. Uh, what did I say? What could I have possibly said? He said, what did you say your name was again? And I'm still thinking the same thing because, I, I, well, why would he be asking me this? He wants to make sure he's got the right guy who said that thing about him that he's going to rip me for. I said, uh, John Steigerwald. He says, he says uh, Steigerwald, he says Steigerwald was my mother's maiden name. Now, that's, that, that's a name that's kind of common around here now because of me and my brother. And I had a brother, Bill, who was a writer. And it's a well-known name here in Pittsburgh. But back then, it, was, it just wasn't. And it wasn't even – it was, it was a um, – uh, it was just, a, um, just a, a name that was kind of out there. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And so from that point on, from that point on, um, I, I was dealing with Chuck Knoll – as uh, like he was my cousin, you know, it was very strange, and uh, he it, it helped me some because I I was able to uh, you know he kind of broke the ice with him, but he looked at me very strange, and it was and it turned out to be a good thing. So Chuck Knoll, my cousin, fifty years ago today, first day on the job. How much time we got left, Aaron? Got about a minute and a half. I should get to the uh, uh, what's what's going on in um, in the world uh, a little bit. We didn't talk about that. I, the most uh, important thing and interesting thing to me that I've seen today is that there are actually people in the Democrat Party who uh, don't understand that uh, why uh, Donald Trump would not want to uh, recognize the guy, the dictator, who's ruined and been, and I guess uh, helped in the ruining of Venezuela, which he's done a really good job of doing uh, since he took over. And uh, he picked up right after uh, uh, Chavez. He picked up where he left off. And the, they're, they're talking – this uh, uh, Ilan Omar, a woman who's a, a re- recently elected congressperson, she said a U.S.-backed coup in Venezuela is not a solution to the dire issues they face. You know what the, one of the issues would be? Assassination, maybe. Maybe they should think about assassinating the guy. Not that I would you know, condone that, but if anybody ever deserved it, this guy probably does. So, and these, these, these Democrats are actually talking about, uh, they're actually doubting whether we should not recognize this guy. That's my statement for today. A little bit of sports and a little bit of that, and I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.